This is the iMoveU podcast, getting you private practice ready. We give you fresh ideas on mindset, communication, and clinical skills so you can have a fulfilled career. What a time to be alive, episode 10. Excited to have 10 in the bank now, mate. Uh, iMoveU, we're talking about the top five tips to build a patient list for new health professionals. I've got Peter Flynn, co-founder of iMoveU, joining us again today. It's going to be a shorter, punchier episode. Kick us off with number one, mate. Write down your ideal client. All right. I get asked this all the time. What are your top five tips to build a list? First one, as Mick said, write down your ideal client. Write it down. What do they look like? Where do they hang out? What interests them? Think of all the different things about them that you can write down on paper and have as a tangible thing. Because once you've got all that down, you have some fantastic ideas of where can I go? Who can I talk to? How can I find out? how to bring these people in. That's my first tip. I love that, mate. I'll just add in 1B is think about online as well. Where do they hang out online? There's often really large social groups. I can think of a local one to us in Roselle called InnoWest Mums. So think about where they physically hang out and where they digitally hang out. Um, That really helps. Tip number two is talks for large groups. So whenever you see a large outdoor training or a large gym, CrossFit F45 run clubs, note where you've seen them, see if you can make contact, and if you can get in front of 10 people, you'll usually convert two to three. That's tip number two. Absolutely. Awesome. Tip number three, network, network, network. You've got LinkedIn, you've got Facebook, you've got Instagram, great way to get in contact with people, great way to get in front of people, but also think outside the box. One of my favorite ones, I had a physio once, she really wanted to work with mums. What we did was we actually went and hooked her up with some local hairdressers and she was able to network through local hairdressers to her ideal client there. That's thinking outside the box, but that's how you win. Tell me more about LinkedIn, mate. LinkedIn, uh, it's basically just Facebook for professionals. Uh, Write up a little bit of description about yourself. What do you love working with? Really put out there what you enjoy working with Find out the types of people who will be able to help you find that client and reach out to them. You'll you'll be surprised just how open many people are to helping you as long as you can find a way to add value to them. It just can't be a one-way street there. Go in thinking, how can I add value to this person? And they'll be able to add value to you in return. And are you guys at PhysioFit in Adelaide seeing many leads from LinkedIn? Yeah, absolutely. I find LinkedIn is a really great way to contact, say, surgeons or, or doctors who generally it, it's hard to, to get a face-to-face meeting or a coffee with them because they are such busy people. But just reaching out over LinkedIn and saying, hey, I've, I've, I've got some, uh, I guess, patients from you in the past and, and we're getting some great results and I really like the work that you're doing. You know, throw a few compliments in there as, as long as they're sincere, obviously, and um, just start that conversation. Once you've started that conversation, I guarantee you'll start to convert. I love that, mate. We were helping a clinic open in Melbourne and it was really interesting that they hadn't approached the tile shop next door and I encouraged them to do so and straight away they got a tennis elbow client. So often we, as health professionals, we think in the health professional sphere, but there's a lot of clients. I love the hairdresser analogy. That's really cool. There's no reason you shouldn't be networking with every shop on your local strip because that's where our patients will be. Uh, That was tip three. Tip number four is Facebook videos. So 
we have had massive success with this at iMove, and I would encourage you to do this very, very often. Even if the clinic you work at has a certain structure, go above and beyond that. There's no reason you can't do a Facebook Live every night. Facebook is a frequency medium, which means you need to be on it daily. And as soon as you post something out there, unless it gets a lot of traction, it'll disappear quickly. A lot of the new health professionals are too scared to flood Facebook. I would say there's no such thing. Whenever you have a spare five minutes as a new health professional, you should be creating content. Do you have anything to add to the tip number four, Pete? Just don't be afraid to, to put yourself out there. That seems to be the biggest fear there. Now, no one loves seeing seeing themselves on video or hearing how they sound for the first few times, and you really feel like you can't get your personality across. The, the best advice I can maybe give you there is just get used to being on camera. Uh, when I started doing Facebook videos, I just videoed myself in the morning for two minutes, just talking to the camera and saying what I was going to do that day, what I was excited about, and just in general, just getting used to looking at that camera, talking to the camera like it's a real person, and it just becomes second nature. Now, tip number five, last tip for the day, other health professionals, get your name in front of them. Now, I can't stress this enough, and it's really, really quite important and easy to do, but most people don't do it well. I talk to a lot of the practitioners at, at, at my work, and they don't love doing letters. They don't love all the extra sort of grunt work they're writing back to GPs and to surgeons to updates or a thank you for sending me a patient. But at the same time, let's reframe that. Take every opportunity to send a letter to someone like a GP or a surgeon who you'd like to be referring to you because the more time they see your name pop up on your desk, the more times they're going to think of you when they've got a patient and they're looking for someone to refer that patient to. That is a really easy win that you can have, but it just it blows my mind that people don't, don't see that as a win and they avoid doing these things. The amount of patients I've had referred to me from people that I've never met but I've just always sent them a letter back. I've always sent them a thank you letter. I've always sent them an update letter just to get my name in front of them. Uh, it's just amazingly useful. You ever tried that one, Mick? Yeah, it's massive. I, I would say that when it was just Dan and I at iMove, we we would ask who their GP was. That was a, a criterion question. And even if we hadn't heard of that GP, you would write them a letter. And it's a such a simple win. It's two minutes per patient. Use a template and then just add your little spice in there for each patient. And as you say, it gets your name in front of potentially 10 to 12 GPs a day. Um, massive win. And if there's something out there that other health professionals find difficult to do, you can guarantee that if you do it, you'll get a big win from it. Mate, Absolutely. good five tips, I would say, to helping young health professionals build a list. We'll leave it there. That was episode 10 of iMoveU. Please subscribe, rate, and leave any comments. If you've got further tips, drop them in the comments. We're always reading them, and we'll see you in episode 11. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for having me. What a time to be alive. This is the iMoveU podcast, getting you private practice ready. We give you fresh ideas on mindset, communication, and clinical skills so you can have a fulfilled career.